0: Are you curious about, interested in, or working within the field of anesthesiology, and you are a woman, person of color, or otherwise do not fit the stereotypical image of what an anesthesiologist looks like, then this is the podcast for you. We will discuss what life is like on the other side of the blue drape for us. Issues most relevant, such as, what is anesthesia really? And we're not talking textbook definition. Tips for applying, success in residency, life as an attending, and beyond. Join us each week as we take a dive into this rich and often misunderstood field. This is your host, Dr. Alicia Peterson, and welcome to SIVO Sisters. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Sivo Sisters, where we aim to demystify and diversify the field of anesthesiology all within the duration of an anesthesia break. Now, we are going to return to the conversation I've had with Dr. Jamel Lowry. This is the last part of the interview, and he is dropping huge gems in this episode. We are going to cover What to do when you realize that you need to shift gears, the qualities to look for in a job or whatever that next phase after your training may look like, and finally, how to navigate the challenges of being a Black man in anesthesiology. Please enjoy. If there is any tidbits you can give on identifying a great practice to work for or with, you've established what guided you as far as if you want 100% peds, odds are you have to get comfortable with academic, mm-hmm. but, you know, even identifying that practice, that academic facility for you.
1: Um. So, okay. So that's kind of like a two-pronged question. So the fact that like my family was in Houston, it was definitely a goal of ours to return back. For some reasons, I want my kids to be close to my mom and my wife's parents have passed, but like she's got sisters here. I want them to have great relationships with them as well. So it was imperative for us to kind of return back to Houston. Fortunately, I have I've made connections with people at Texas Children's during residency. Um, so, again, like be your best advocate. I was at Society of Pediatric Anesthesia. I met uh, an anesthesiologist at Texas Children's. Be bold, right? Like tell people what you want. You'd be surprised about what comes along and what you're able to get what you're asking for. So I maintain connections with where I wanted to go. Also, the, the other thing is just in life, but then like definitely with like your medical practice, envision what you want your life to be like, right? Like we often are just so concentrated on like the next step in front of us. And then, like, once we get there, then we kind of have to figure out the rest. Okay, well, like, what's the next step in front of us? For me, I've kind of found it's, like, beneficial more to work backwards. So envision the life that you want to have when you're in attending. How much time do you want to have off? Where do you want to live? Have these things in mind as best you can um, with the amount of limited information that you can before even applying, right? Because, like... What may be a great job for you may not be a great job for someone else. So like, it's all about perspective. So someone else, someone in one position may think a great job is, you know what? If I'm making, you know, 95th percentile in terms of like salary earnings, like I'm happy. But then for somebody else, like, yeah, the money is great. But then to earn that 95th percentile in salary, like you're going to have to spend a significant amount of way, time away from home. So like figure out what's important to you and then kind of like work back uh, backwards. You want to work life balance? Do you want compensation? Do you want an academic? A setting that like strongly supports your endeavors, like whatever that is, whatever your vision is for your career, try to define that as best you can and work work backward. And you'd be surprised how easy it'll be to find what practice fits your life.
0: Mm, That is so good. I mean, it's it 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 breaks down the famous saying, begin with the end in mind. And far too often we don't do that deep dive. We don't know what we want. I mean, yeah. when you opened your story about ENT, the first thing you mentioned was, well, it's a competitive specialty and I'll get paid well and everybody wants to be in this, so I'm going to be in this. But you made those judgments without doing that deep dive. Like, is this in line with what I would want my life to look like? You got to that point eventually. Um, but I think that mm. we all have to, if we're going to get to a place where we are going to be satisfied and fulfilled You have to ask those questions. You know, medicine, I almost think of it like a a rapid river, right? Like, I feel like it doesn't render the time to do the introspection because you're just like Mm -hmm. flailing with the, you know, the labs, the Mm -hmm. patients, you know, I have this test and I have these interviews and I have to flurry and you're flailing unless you are deliberate and you say, no, I need to be still right now because I need to always assess, is this in line? with my goal. Sounds like, mm-hmm. definitely did that.
1: <laughs> so, And again, like, that's the perspective of, like, a 30-year-old, right? Like, when you're in medical school, like, you're in your early to mid-20s, like, you, you don't have the perspective of, like, what you think you want at 25 may not be fulfilling at 45, right? So, like, it's, it's just life. It's a journey. You, you learn as you go, but then, like, don't be afraid to make that pivot because, You only get one life, you know, you can spend the next 10 or 15 years doing what you think you should be doing compared to like where you're following your passion or that's it. Like any of you make the wrong, like I say, like, I don't necessarily believe I made the wrong decision. Like my path was a bit circuitous. Is It's a bit different in general. Like, and actually, you know, well, let me rethink that with anesthesia. There's a fair amount of transplants from like other specialties. Um, primary care, for instance, but, like, not and even, like, general surgery, but not many, like, surgical stuff. So, I guess in that regard, it's a little bit unique, but, like, it's not necessarily unique for people to find dissatisfaction in, like, previous fields and, like, switch into anesthesia. But, like, just don't be afraid to make that move, right? I mean, like, a lot of times you think you're, like, disappointing someone. Nobody cares, man. Like, just live your life, you know? <laughs> like, nobody cares, man. Just, you know, you're doing the best you can, you know? Like, With the information that you have, you're making the best decision. As information changes, you make new decisions. So don't be afraid.
0: Mm, I love that. You're going right against that cost-sunk fallacy where it's like, oh, I've spent so much time in this. Now I'm stuck with it. And you're Mm -hmm. like, no, actually, you're not. (laughs) You can make a different choice. And the people who care about you aren't going to judge you. It's the people that don't care that would judge. And why would you care what they think anyway?
1: That's good. Let them go anyway. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, oh that's so good. Such great advice. Such great advice. You don't hear this messaging um when you're in the trenches. You just kind of go along and get along. Mm-hmm. To have somebody in your corner and be like, "No, you can make a different decision. It's okay." It's just it's huge. So, uh, I, yeah, I appreciate you. How how the journey was for you as a black man in anesthesiology? It, where, I mean, did you have many people that look like you? Did you feel as if you had more challenges or obstacles given that you're sort of a unicorn?
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> now, so uh, comparing anesthesia to ENT, I, I could be off. Like, I, I definitely less than 5% of the ENT. If I'm remembering correctly, and I want to say it's like three, but definitely like less than five percent were African-American. And then, you know, and then of that five percent or three to five percent, like how many of them were black males, Right. So in ENT, there really isn't a great representation of diversity, particularly to African-Americans. So actually going to anesthesia, I was actually impressed with how many uh, African-American males that I, I see. Uh, and I granted, I'm in a large department, but, you know, there are two other African-American males in my department. There are several African-American females uh, in my department. So, like, diversity that I've experienced in anesthesia, um, I mean, <laughs> it is uh, spectacular compared to uh, what I had seen in my previous life. Uh, but, yes, I mean, you, you know, you're going to experience those challenges. You're going to experience those challenges as an anesthesiologist, as a dermatologist as an attorney, as a landscaper, as, you know, an entrepreneur, like wherever you are, you're going to experience those difficulties and like people don't want to see you succeed. But so what, man, you know, like do better and make them even more mad, make them hate you even more.
0: (laughs) As I reflect over the interview with Dr. Lowry, I come to the conclusion that there really isn't any mistakes. I mean, Dr. Lowry made the best decision for himself At the time. And as he gained more information about ENT and realized that that really wasn't in line with what he wanted for life, he shifted gears. And that's the key. You can only make the best decisions given the perspective and the information that you have right now. That's all a part of learning and life. You don't know what you don't like until you try it. The issue is if you get stuck in one track thinking that you have to commit to it just because you spent years or you got the letters or you got the scores and you force something in your life that really isn't for you. You worked too long and too hard to be miserable. I hope from this episode you can take that it is okay To shift gears. As a matter of fact, we encourage you to shift if that is what your heart is telling you to do, and that is okay. As Dr. Lowry said, people may be upset, or you may think you're letting down someone. You have to make the best decisions for you, you have to live your life and not feel beholden to anyone. Just because, oh, well, they mentored me and they did this. And I just feel like, no, anyone who really cares about you wants you to be happy. So allow yourself to change. Because naturally, through the course of life, you will change. You're not going to like the same things. Your priorities aren't going to be the same 10 years from now. And it's going to feel scary, but you're not alone. We have all been there and it's okay. Another point Dr. Lowry makes is to envision what you want your life to be like and try to be as clear and specific as possible and be very vocal about what it is you want. We're so used to things in life being so hard. What if what you wanted was just one ask away? People aren't going to read your minds. Allow people the opportunity to help you make what you want happen, happen. I mean, that's what he did. When he went to the spa conference, he found out where his people were, where the pediatric anesthesiologists were, and he networked. Where do your people live? Put yourself in those spaces and be vocal and network. And finally, as he talks about his journey as a Black man in anesthesiology, you know, as a trainee, as a resident, we're so used to, well, you would hope that you're in a program where they're rooting for you, where they want you to succeed. And it is in the best interest of the program to see you succeed. And they want to boast of having 100% pass rates for their exams. Uh, don't be alarmed if you find after you become tending that you don't get that same sense of everyone rooting for you. <laughs> when you get challenges thrown your way and those challenges you find you know, or something where people are trying to really rattle and shake you up. Personally, I recall one of my first years in as an attending, I was assigned, you know, two rooms, first case starts. In one of the rooms was a patient who had congenital abnormality and a difficult airway. And looking back, I'm just like, I can't believe that someone would schedule me to cover two rooms, one of which would require a lot of attention, And it's a first case start for both of them with no additional faculty help. I would say definitely look out for things like that. Not everyone is going to be in your best interest. And uh, as you succeed, instead of people being happy for you, you might find that uh, people are even more intimidated and threatened by you. Shine brightly anyway. In the words of Dr. Lowry, keep the haters even angrier. It's not your job to placate everyone, especially if it means dimming your shine so others feel comfortable. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sivo Sisters. If you love this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe so you don't miss out. New episodes drop every week on a Monday because we all can use a little something something to get us through the week. Am I right? I'd love to hear more from you on the topics that you want to hear. So let me know in the comments. This is Dr. Peterson signing off. See you next time.